Welcome, everyone, to the It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I'm your host, Nick Irwin, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Shane Eisterhold, Patrick Smith, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick, where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's for dessert? We throw away the razor blade laced apple and eat our fill of candy corn with horror game video games. Today we're talking about horror video games for Halloween. <laughs> our Halloween episode where we talk about horror games that we know and love. And first, I'm going to send it over to Russ to tell us about his horror game experience. Russ? Horror. So we're playing some horror games. So for myself, you know, we're not really big, or I'm not really big on horror games. But, you know, there are a few that kind of stand out. I'm kind of lucky that it was thrown to me first because I get to be the first one to mention probably one of the most ultimate, bestest of ever horror games, and that's uh, Silent Hill. Uh, I'm sure a lot of us cut our teeth on that game when it comes to like a true blue, frightening, nightmarish type of game. Uh, I will never forget it. Uh, I believe it's uh, PlayStation Two, uh, or no, or was it Three? It was no, PlayStation it was, One. Was well, the first Silent Hill. But it came, but that, but that one that came out, it, it, I thought didn't they, didn't they redo it for uh, PS2, and it was like a release with PS2. No, they did re-release Silent Hill 1, I think on the Wii, I want to say. And it was called something different, like Shattered Memories or something like that, which yeah, was just kind of a reimagining of the first one. Well, the Silent Hill that I remember, so maybe even two now Now that I need to get my foot out of my mouth, because when I played it, um, it was, it was it, I know I played it on the PS2, because I just bought it, because I just got stationed at Germany. It was early 2000. I put it in the put it in the old PS2. I started to play it. Never played anything like that before. Now, you know, I need to predicate some of this stuff too. I was working night shift. Uh, so we would get off at say three or four in the morning, maybe even two or three in the morning, depending on the time. Uh, I lived in what was called stairwell housing. And all that is is a fancy way of saying like an apartment complex on the base there in Germany. And in Germany around March, April time frame. It's gorgeous. It's just beautiful. So all the windows are open, all that good stuff, because we don't really have, you don't have air conditioning in Germany. Uh, and so the windows are open. It's late at night. All that's on is the TV, and all I'm doing is playing that game by myself. Uh, Isabella was was maybe two at the time. Uh, Rhonda would be in bed. That The old ex-wife would be in bed. And so we would sit there, and, and I, would be, I would just sit there, and I would play. And above me were, were these this couple. And they were uh, they worked as SPs, and so they were up. They they worked kind of the same kind of shifts as I would. Well, the windows were open this one night. I'm, t I'm particularly playing it, and I'm and it's the scene where you're going through the school, and the and the girl pops up all over the place, like out of nowhere. That little girl, the little girl ghost, pops up everywhere. I am already. Let me see how a way to say this. I am already defecating in my pants because my heart rate is like out through the roof. It is just, I'm like, all this stuff. And then out of nowhere above me, the couple gets into a fight 
and you can't really hear anything initially. And then all of a sudden they come closer to the window and it's the same time the girl walks by and I screamed so loud. Rhonda woke up. She thought that we were being attacked it, and the people upstairs stopped talking because they didn't even know what was going on. Uh, they thought that, you know, like I was yelling or something like that, but that game, I, I did get to finish that game. Uh, it probably took me what, probably three months just because I needed to just take a respite between gaming sessions. Cause like an idiot, I wanted to have the full experience. So every light was off only the TV back in that time we had the old box TV. So I, at that time I had a 36 inch, you know, that's a pretty big, you know, box TV. And so I would play it on that every night, but that was probably my favorite memory now, as in my old age, I don't like so many scary ones, but that was my first one uh, that I cut my teeth on. So uh, I think I want to go to Nick here because Nick Nick uh, probably has a lot more experience with games like this. Oh, yeah. I've played tons of horror games. Yes, I do remember Silent Hill. Uh, that, that sounded like Silent Hill 1 uh, going through the high school, I think you said, right? And... Uh, you know, one of the things that was horrible about that part, and, I, and if I remember correctly with that part, you, you had the little kids that would stab you with knives, and you couldn't see them, and they would just come and stab you. And that, You know, Silent Hill, Silent Hill still, for me, has a, a, a place in my heart. I love Silent Hill. I love every Silent Hill game, even the bad ones. That, that game is just still something that I love to play. But... Uh, you know, some of the other ones that were horror games that I remember is, uh, of course, Resident Evil. You know, the, a lot of those are, you know, they got kind of cheesy toward the end, but a lot of the original Silent, or, uh, Resident Evil games were uh, pretty scary. But the one that I remember being a pretty scary game at the time, and it's kind of an unusual scary game, was Fear. Fear was on the PC originally. And uh, I think it got ported over to consoles eventually, but that was, it was a first person shooter and, you know, it had slowed down mechanics and a really good gun gameplay, but it had a supernatural aspect to it. And that game was creepy. There's one part I remember where you go down a ladder and it was towards the beginning of the game. There's a little girl, you know, that's following you or, or haunting you. And you go down a ladder, and as soon as you start going down a ladder, she appears right in front of the ladder. And that, you know, that part just freaked me out. And there's several different parts in that game. And that, that that's a game that I think is, you know, nowadays is sorely missed as really great uh, horror game. Uh, and I think it didn't get into the horror genre because it was a first-person shooter. I mean, the main mechanics of the game was first-person shooter mechanics. So I think a lot of people put it as a first-person shooter, but it's really a horror game. There's a lot of supernatural and psychological stuff that happens in Fear that, uh, you know, people that kind of put Fear off as, ah, that ain't scary or whatever. It's, it's a really scary game for back then, and it's still pretty scary now. I mean, those jump scares and stuff that happen throughout the game are still pretty good. You know, they made a Fear 2 and a Fear 3 which, you know, once you got down to Fear 3, Fear 3 was more action than it was horror. There wasn't a lot of psychological stuff that happened. There wasn't a lot of scares. You know, and the scares that did happen were few and far between. They weren't as scary as the original. So it kind of lost its uh, scariness 
you know, in, in another game that was a first person shooter that kind of followed in that vein was Dead Space. The first best Dead Space. I mean, play the first Dead Space now. Go and play it. That is a scary game. Dead Space 2 was pretty scary. It was kind of a mixture of two. You know, it was scary and it was kind of action. And then Dead Space 3 was just all action and less scary. But, uh, you know, the first Dead Space is, uh, you know, I beat that game and I love that. I love Dead Space. But, man, that game is hard to get through without being scared of something. So, you know, those are two games that, you know, put themselves out there as being first-person shooters, which you, you know, initially think of not being scary, that are really scary. And so if you have the opportunity to play those, which, you know, you can you can play those. There are, you know, those games are backwards compatible. They're on, I think they're on Steam as well and public uh, uh, good old games on GOGA.com. Uh, so you can play replay those games and and have a lot of fun with uh you know if you want to be scared for halloween those are some great games to check out um shane what were some of the games that you remember and uh what games scared you probably my uh the resident evil series is definitely my favorite of the uh, series of these types of games before it went all you know gi joe the uh uh, but I would honestly, I would probably go back to Parasite Eve. I thought that game was fantastic. Uh, it had that whole horror element, supernatural. Uh, it, it was just, it was just such a good game, and it was along the lines of Resident Evil, but you didn't quite have the uh, ga- uh, gunplay element as much as you did uh, puzzle elements of it. Uh, the, it was a little more on the survive side than, you know, fight for your life side. Uh, D uh, was another fantastic one in, in those veins. Um, it was right up there with the Clock Tower series as far as the story and the game mechanics. D is, I think, 95? I think that came out. Absolutely fantastic uh, game. Uh far as what has came, you know, since then... God, Alien Isolation, that game will, you know, it'll scare the shit out of you. Pardon me. Uh, but it will. It will scare the bejeebies out of you. The, um, the uh, God, Evil Within, that was probably the last one that really made me go, dang. Or, um, or Clock Tower. Remember Clock Tower? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's one thing I liked about D was it was, it was very reminiscent of Clock Tower. Clock Tower... Scissor dude, just that was wrong. That whoever came up with Scissor dude was wrong. <laughs> I mean, even back in those pixelated, you know, sixteen uh, bit days, that was that was creepy. That was creepy. Uh, but out of all the games, I think Fatal Frame is probably the one that stuck has stuck with me the most. Uh, now oh, that I we love talk Fatal about Frame. it. You know, once you throw that camera up to your face, it's like a whole new game. It was just, uh, it, it was so well done. It was so creepy and different, and I, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. All right, Pat, since we all know you're the uh, weak-hearted of us all when it comes to these things, what do you got for us? So, yeah. I do not like horror games. I'm not a fan of them. I I can't <laughs> play them to some extent. 
Uh, some of them are okay, but horror games give me like major anxiety, and I do not know why. It's just it's just what it is. I watch I watch horror movies all the time. They don't bother me. Horror movies do not bother me. I watched them since I was a kid. My parents really didn't censor us from stuff like that when I was a kid. I watched gory horror movies. I mean, Friday the 13th, all those type of stuff when I was a kid. And that stuff never bothered me, the alien movies. But something about a video game, because it's immersive, I guess, bothers the crap out of me. Like, you know, games like Setsuna, I don't even know if that counts as a horror game. But when you're wearing a pair of headphones in the dark and you're like, walking through the water in the beginning of the game and it's that simulated psychosis crap i i noped out quick i'm like no 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 i, I just get super anxiety for oh, some reason. So awesome. I, would say, I would say you're i would say that does fall into horror i really does do it? i would think so i wanted to play that game so bad and i've not been able to play it to this day because it's just super anxiety for me it, it remind games horror games for some reason just remind me of one of those i don't know they remind me of going to the haunted house with your friends when you're a kid I can go with my friends because I'm not going to be the pansy who doesn't go, but I'm also going to be the guy who's tying onto the back of your shirt with you while you're going. You're not getting away from me. You know, <laughs> I'm that guy, you know, or put I'm the guy pushing you along and not looking at anything. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to scream like a, you know, scream out in front of everybody, you know? So that's me. I will play horror games with friends. That's about the best way that I can put it. I'll play them with friends. You know, we play all kinds of the horror games together, but that's the only way I play it. If they're by myself, I have a tendency to just to get in my head too much. I get freaked out. Like, I, uh, Resident Evil Biohazard, the recent one, Biohazard was Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. I don't know what it was. I played that game for a little bit. You know, I made it in the house, went all throughout there. And then when you unlock the little ladder that you got to crawl down into the basement, I noped that thing like 10 times going, I can't go down there, I can't go down there, I can't go down there. And so that's what it is. Those games just eat at me because I'm like, I can't go down there. There's something waiting for me. As soon as I go down to the bottom of that ladder, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I just get into my head with that type of stuff. And uh, and it's horror games in general that do it to me. It's just super anxiety with them. I mean, even Doom, uh, to an extent, is that way with me. I remember playing Doom when I was younger, um, when I had a roommate. And, and he scared the ever-living crap out of me just because I was playing Doom. Uh, when I was when I had roommate and it was in the middle of the night and when him and I lived together, we both worked for the same company doing like the three 12 hours and six hour shifts. So I would work 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. three days a week and then 6 p.m. to midnight one day uh, one day a week and then I had like three days off and he would do the same thing. Uh, but our schedules were just kind of like flip flops. So I remember one night playing and and it was mid it was like 12:30 one o'clock and he was coming in the door and I'm sitting here playing this game in the dark you know, in the office in the dark where we have our computers at. And he comes in and he like trips over this stupid Mountain Dew tower can that we had because we were slobby freaking kids, you know, and just had that and, and scared the crap out of me. Dude, I probably screamed like higher pitched than most anybody else does. But <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Games like I want to hear it now. <laughs> like, like, Nick, what was that horror game that you and I played that's, like, the first-person shooter that we had to, like, deliver the cryopod and stuff like that? Do you remember what that was? You remember the mm. one I'm talking about? It was on PC, wasn't mm. it? Oh, wasn't it Wasn't it Get Out or whatever or GTFO? Oh, GTFO. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was even kind of – especially because, like, a bunch of the scenes have you go into this room and, like, unlock this door and the lights go out. And you have to, like, kill all this stuff. And I'm just, like – I'm just – I'm just running around in circles around Nick, hyperventilating, like, can you see him? Can you see him? Where's that? I can't see him. <laughs> you know? 
that's how this game make me feel. I'm just like, I can't see anything. I'm just going to start blind shooting in the dark. Hopefully nobody catches a bullet. You know? <laughs> so, but yeah, GTFO, I mean, it was okay until you got to those little jump scene, the jump scare parts. But horror games, I don't know. I just, there's just something about, especially like the horror survival game genre, where you can't do anything but run and hide. I don't want that kind of anxiety in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can play something like Dying Light. But I don't go out when it's dark <laughs> in dying light. It's got to be daytime. You I do the same the thing on Grounded. <laughs> I, I do. I don't go out on Grounded when it's dark. I'm like, there's ants out there. There's spiders out there. Well, so, I mean, we played a lot of dying light. I mean, we. I think we finished the game, I thought. Um, we did. I mean, that was really. But again, it was like the anticipation, the the running over rooftops and stuff. I, I kind of enjoy that in, exhilaration within a game. But then again, you know, the, the shock factor on occasion. When you would run into a brute or something at night that's supercharged yeah. and glowing red, and I'm running, I'm running and screaming like a little kid trying to make it back to base, and I'm like, I hope Russ is behind me because I don't care. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm not a friend you want to have in a horror movie because I'm going to be the guy that runs and leaves you behind because <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle them. I can't handle the, <laughs> the horror games for some reason. And only way I can handle them is with friends. Like I said, um, played a lot of, uh, played, tried to play a lot of them. And I mean, I bought the Evil Within. And I just can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I bought Setsuna. I just can't do it. I bought Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. I just can't do it. I have never played the Silent Hill games because I'm freaked out. As soon as the first time in one of the Silent Hill games where you come into the town and it's all kind of hazy, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. I, I wanted to play the Alien Isolation games. Nope. Wanted to play Dead Space. Yeah, you wouldn't like Alien Isolation. That's for yeah. damn sure. I, I tried this in like Amnesia and Outlast. I wanted to play those games because they look cool. PlayStation has some pretty cool looking, you know, looking uh, horror games. You know, like I saw one called PT. And I was like, that looks interesting, yeah. but it also looks super scary. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, if they made these games co-op, I could play them. So, you know, <laughs> I need my friends to play with so I don't, well, I'm not alone. That's the only way I can explain it is if I'm alone, it's too scary. I don't know how else to put it. Um, you <laughs> Still know. play Condemned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, see, I'm not going to play that because you guys great. told me that. <laughs> yeah, you remember know. Condemned, Shane? Oh, God, yeah. That was a 360 launch title. So did yeah, you guys... yeah, Condemned 2 as well. Because uh-huh. some of the games look pretty interesting. Like Until Dawn on PS4, did you guys play that one? It's like a slasher I love that game. I thought that was uh, same. It's those are the same people that made uh, uh, what's that one Madan uh, that we that we tried oh, to play. Man of the, the man, man, the man in the man van. of Madan, yeah. The man in the van. Uh, it's the same people. It's a fantastic game, and it's really, it's really not, uh, it's really not scary, but it's, it's so gore. well done. Yeah, there's there's gore to it. Gotcha. But it's so well done that. Um, it's just, wow. I mean, they did a great job, but it broke my heart when uh, Man and Medan, you know, kind of, it wasn't terrible, but, you know. We played it. We played it, but it was just because we could make fun of it the whole time we played it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of those games, you know, we've reviewed some games, we've reviewed several games lately that have been crap, but this game was fun for us because it was an us game that we could, you know, play and, and laugh about it and laugh at ourselves, you know. And that's uh that's what made that game fun, right? But, and like I said, I I just I don't know. 
my I don't know how to put it, but I just I don't know my my body just can't handle it. I get so worked <laughs> up and so scared after watching it. You know, I want to play Alan Wake, and Alan Wake seems like kind of a good game, but you get into those scenes where you're like, uh, what's going to jump out and get me? You know, see Alan Wake, Alan Wake had a few scares to it, but Alan Wake was one of the best games at that time period, bar none. And it was like uh, one of the few games that I bought all the DLC for because it was that good. But yeah, like I said, I, I want to play it and you guys rave about it, but I'm just like, I don't know if I can handle this, especially because my game room is in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what's in the basement? You know, you know, so like I said, I, I don't I don't get into horror games too much unless we play together. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I have to be playing with at least somebody else. You know, like I said, I played GTFO with Nick just because it was with Nick. Will I play GTFO by myself? No, definitely not. I'm not <laughs> So, like I said, I you guys raved about Biohazard, Resident Evil 7. I bought it, played it, but I, I'm sure you guys probably know what I'm talking about. In the in the beginning, it's in the beginning of the game where you unlock the little thing next to the fireplace in the room where you have to go down in the basement. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I couldn't do it. I look, kept looking down in that hole going, there's no way I can't go down there. There's no, literally, like if, it felt like real life to me. I kept looking down the hole going... I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't climb down there. I climbed halfway down there one time and climbed right back out. Resident Evil 7 is not scary at all. I mean, well, really, it, it has moments for somebody like Patrick, but <laughs> for me, uh, yeah. it was it and that's not to be, uh, you know, offensive. And I wanted it to uh, be, you know, it was just not, there wasn't any part, like, I played through Resident Evil 7 completely, and I think you did too, Shane. No, and I still haven't finished it. Oh, okay. Well, I finished it. And there's not a part that's scary. I mean, you think... you The thing, the thing is about the game is you think that something's going to happen in a particular part. But it doesn't. It doesn't happen. So, you know, it, it's more psychological than anything, right? Because you think something's going to happen. You think something's going to pop out of you. You think something's going to jump scare you. You think something's going to scare you and that never happens in the game there's never a part where something comes out and scares you well crap maybe i need to play it now there's there's also i'm trying to remember the the horror game that i tried to play that had some interesting mechanics that was like it had like stop motion or pause but i can't remember but basically you go into different rooms of this house and there's like exploded things and you can kind of like manipulate the camera to put a scene together does that one sound familiar to anybody Man, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what that one was called, and it scared the crap out of me too. But because I think the what I found out when I was reading some articles is that the ghost chick is like always behind you, no matter what you do, you just don't ever see her. Um, but there's like I can't remember the name of it. If I remember the name of it, I'll say it. I'll I'll, I'll mention it. But I just remember playing this game, and the whole time I've got anxiety about when the jump scare is going to happen or what's going to jump out and grab me, because we're par- currently playing a game that we'll review soon that. I'm terrified. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. And I hate you guys for making me play it. But, you know. Well, so. I love it. But, yeah. That's what's funny about that game is what we're doing now is we're together. And it's still, I mean, even I was, you know, putting some uh, paper between my cheeks just in case I have an accident. Because that game scared the crap out of me at parts. It really did. 
So, so what's the evil within two? Maybe that might be it, or maybe it was the evil within that I played. What's that one kind of like? Uh, you start off going into a hospital, I believe. Yeah. You're, investiga- you're investigating some creepy crap, and it's almost instantaneous. You get in there, and it's like, okay. holy that's, crap. That's it. That, I just that game's up, not scary either, though. I just pulled up a screenshot of the evil within, too. Yeah, the, one of the scenes is like there's a camera set up, and there's like exploded blood and heart or something everywhere. Yeah. That was the game. Yeah. I, now, see, Nick, you have to remember, though, you're... You're a masochist. I mean, you like punishment and pain and all that crap. And I love a good scary game. But what's scary to me, you're like, no, shove a red hot poker in my eye first and then I'll play it. That's that's you like pain and yeah. suffering. And well, scary I mean, like and... scary to me is like, you ever, do you ever play the Slender of the Eight Pages? Slender? Back. Like Slender Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Slender Man, the Eight Pages. Uh, no, a free I don't game. know nothing about Slender Man. It was a free game on PC. And it has you going through the woods, finding eight pages. As you gather pages, Slender Man is more and more... Um, he comes after you more and more as you gather the pages. So the more they gather, the more he shows up, the more he tries to get you. And that was scary, right? And it's a very simple game. I mean, it's probably still free. You know, and that was a scary game. And that one freaked me out because you're you're in the woods in the night and you only have a flashlight. You gotta find these eight pages and you gotta find them as quick as you can because the more you find them, the more you linger, you know, Slender Man's gonna find you. Right? Uh, or System Shock Two. I don't know if you guys ever played System Shock Two. It's a fantastic game. Made by the same people that made Bioshock. Um, before they made Bioshock. I mean, System Shock and System Shock 2. I played System Shock 2. System Shock 2 is a little old in the tooth, you know. Uh, it's an older game, but, oh, man, it's so creepy. And it's it's incredibly fun. But it's definitely creepy as far as the creep factor goes. There's some jump scares. There's some things that are going to freak you out. You know, you'll hear the monsters' moans and groans. And you'll be like, where is that coming from? No, yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things. Yeah, sound is probably the biggest thing. The original Silent Hill, when the alarms would go off throughout the town, man, that's when I was puckering poopers there. That scared the crap out of me when I hear that damn siren go off. Yeah, so see, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's not enjoyment to me. The anxiety, the anticipation of of that, just makes me makes my chest tighten. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I grew up on horror movies and stuff like that, though. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I watch horror movies. I remember being a young little kid watching, watching uh, what was it? There's all kinds of them, the scary movies and the scary shows and all this stuff. And that stuff does that stuff doesn't bother me. I watch scary movies today. They don't bother me. I watch any of those movies. They don't bother me but, at all. But that's because you're not partaking in it like right. you are in a game. Because exactly. the game is, all right, if I take one more step forward... Is this damn dog going to come flying through the window or is there going to be a tentacle crawl up my butt? I mean, right. you know, whatever your action is, it's going to cause you some sort of grief. Exactly. And that's and, the whole thing is that it's sound and everything. Cause you're, you're sitting there playing quietly and you're trying to, you know, I've got an Adobe Atmos headset. So I'm like, I can hear every little thing. And you're just like, Oh yeah. Step? Was that a footstep? 
was that a door opening? Was that what was that noise? What was that? And you're just like, where's it coming closer? Is it going away? And you're just sitting there the whole time, just listening. And you're, you know, I'm usually and then in you the discover dark. It's the dog behind you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or you, or or you discovered it's your buddy's kids that sound like the little kids from from uh, Freddie from uh, 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 what's the name? Ultra what's the movie? Yeah, or something like that, or the or the little girls singing the uh, uh, the song from Nightmare on Elm Street. You're just like, so do I hear? Oh, <laughs> you know, one, two, Freddie's coming for you. Yeah, and you're like, all right, well, they just ruined nursery rhymes for me, you know, or you know, so. It's all that. It's just the immersion because the only way to play horror games is with a headset unless you just have some massive stereo and then you're just like, all right, what was behind me? Because my stereo made it seem like I heard footsteps behind me, you know? <laughs> so uh, it's one of those things. And you always play in the dark unless you're me and you have every light in the basement on while you're playing so that you can see everywhere. <laughs> but it just makes me look over my shoulder and keep in, you know, in anticipation and stuff and, you know. Because I'm one of these people, I don't believe in ghosts, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, so, but these games make me look over my shoulder and doubt everything I see around me. <laughs> Damn you, reality. Right. Uh, so, yeah, oh, I... Prey. Oh, yeah, Prey, that was damn good. Yeah. Uh, did you ever play Prey? The original? I, the original. Well, even the new one was creepy as crap. Yeah, I think that, well, yeah, it was. You well, know, the original but, was the original was probably a little more actiony, but right. But uh, the overall, uh, the new one though is those little black squidly things. Man, those are crawling out of the woodworks. They will get you. What right, about you, Russ? The, the original or the secondary one? You know, they can be in Prey Two. They could be whatever they want to be. Right? They're mimics. Yeah, mimic. Yeah. Items. That's what they called them. Right, they mimic items in the world, so they could be a coffee cup or a box or a computer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not like that. <laughs> Especially if you're searching a desk and a damn thing is a lamp sitting right there. All right, so so who wants that in their life? What 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 drives you guys to play the horror games? It's the games that are scaring you. I mean, because yeah, it, it reminds me of it reminds me of when I was younger. We watched. Um, what did we watch? I remember, I remember being pretty young. Oh, was it, was it The Exorcist? I think maybe it was The Exorcist. I remember when I was younger, we went over to a friend's house, and she had got The Exorcist, like rented it, and it freaked this chick out so much that she's like, "Can you put this in the mailbox when you leave? I don't want it in my house while I sleep." <laughs> I crap you not. When I was leaving her house, she was like, "Can you put this in the mailbox and I will take it, drop it off tomorrow because it can't stay in my house." <laughs> that's pretty bad that's yeah. really bad yep but see stuff like that never, never bothers me like you know we had we played with ouija boards and stuff like that as a kid and that stuff never bothered me but video games is another story and it just has to be the immersion i'm not going to be one of these guys who can play a vr horror game you will end up with a broke TV, a broke face, because I'm swinging and <laughs> I'm swinging and, and doing all kinds of stuff, and I may hurt myself when I fall on the floor in the fetal position or something. Oh yeah, when Nick's uh, girlfriend tried out uh, Resident Evil Kitchen on uh, my VR, <laughs> <laughs> that damn hand come around her face, and all I remember was she yelled "Nope" and yanked that thing off her head, tore the little padding on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't need that in my life. I don't need a heart attack at 40. 
I'm okay with it. It was funny as hell. It wasn't my girlfriend. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was hilarious. She just no. <laughs> did you make uh did you make your wife play Shane? Uh no, she wouldn't. She uh, knows better <laughs> than to do anything I tell her to do. <laughs> did you play it, Shane? Oh yeah. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me. That's why <laughs> that's why I had uh uh Nick's girlfriend play it because it was scary. Nick, did you play it? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Nick just doesn't get anxiety at all in life. No, I think that... I've, I've met a few of his exes. I, I, I mean, he can pretty much handle anything scary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I can take. The only way I can understand this is that you guys don't get anxiety playing these games. Like, like Nick, does, does those scary games that are scary, do they give you anxiety while you're playing them? It depends on the game. There are some games that do give me anxiety, or there was. Anyway, I should say that. Silent Hill was definitely one of those. No, nowadays I can play Silent Hill, no problem. Resident Evil. I don't have as much anxiety for games as, uh, for, for horror games as, as much as I used to. You know, I've kind of gotten over that where they don't bother me as much as they used to. Um, there was, what was the game? I can't remember what game it was. There was one game that, uh, and I can't remember what game it was, but there's one game that I could not and would not finish. I, I got to a certain point and I just said, nope, I'm just, I'm too anxious for it. Right. And I kind of, I eventually over time, I got over that and I ended up finishing that game. And, and for the life of me, I cannot remember what game that was. But uh, so those games for me now, you know, those horror games, they, I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to say excitement, but I I, lo- I love horror games. I mean, it uh, you know, Condemned and Fear and Silent Hill and you know, um, Prey and so uh, Resident Evil and all that stuff. I so, I, so here's I, what I equate that well, to: you, when you when you were in school, they taught you that you know, and your ancestors had you know stressors. When the stressors came, you had a fight or flight uh, mentality. Nick was the person that got eaten by the lion because he was like, what's in that bush? Let me check it out. <laughs> Nick's ancestors that's, that's got pretty, lucky. Nick's that's a pretty solid analogy. Yeah, they never, they never ran into the lion in the bush. They always was like, what's in that bush? That's wiggle. Oh, it's a rabbit. Well, what's in that bush? Oh, it's a squirrel. They never got in the bush and said, what's in that bush? It's a lion. <laughs> so Nick, Nick's ancestors got away with having that, that super super strong fight influence is the only thing I can say in their life because my body tells me and it. And it's all, like I said, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but my body and my, I don't know if you will, if you put it anyway, primal instincts just basically tell me, Nope, Nope out of that. Just Nope. Run away. <laughs> you know, sounds like, sounds like subconsciously you have a little belief. <laughs> no, I don't have any belief. It's just my body. <laughs> there's nothing I can do to tell my body to turn off that stressor of, that's not real. Who cares? Because in your in when you're playing, your body doesn't care if it's real. Your mind is saying, "I'm interpreting footsteps behind me, and I don't see anything." You know, I, it's the level of like immersion is what it is. It's like Patrick, you play games to be immersed into a world that is different from everyday life. So that's really what you do. You immerse yourself. You have 
the better headphones. So you have the Atmos sound. You have the 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 you know up to date decent TV that's up to date, so that you can have the proper graphics. Because as you've said, you're a graphics snob. So like those things, they immerse you into the story. They immerse you into the game, and where maybe you might be invested into a game like um, Horizon Dawn, where you've said time and time again, like you really love the story. You love the 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 sci-fi element to that well you can't just turn that off when you play a game that's against you know what what you love or you can't you can't make a game into something that that you don't love like you want to be immersed you want to be in that game so you find yourself immersed into all the sounds and all the actions and everything that's going on so that's i mean that's probably the reason why you can't do that whereas you know um I mean, mean, this is not a dig on anybody, but, you know, like Nick, for example, he's got kids that are running around most of the day. He's got stuff going on left and right and he's, and he's busy and he's kind of, you know, that's the kind of atmosphere he's kind of used to being in. So that stuff probably doesn't affect him as much as same with Shane. Shane, you know, has got kids running around and everything like that. And for me, I mean, I, I'm the lone guy that, that doesn't have any more children in the house or for that fact, uh, you know, I turn all the lights off and I'll play a game. How stupid is that? But I'll do it, you know, and, and I get immersed into it and I lose myself into that game. So I think that probably plays a little bit of factor in that uh, a little bit. But I mean, that's at least my opinion for you, Patrick, is that is that you love to immerse yourself in a game because that's that's the reason why the main reason why you play games is that you enjoy the storytelling, the 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 action, the, everything that goes on with it, and I mean, when you're sitting there waiting for some crap to happen, it's not very fun all the time. Yeah, the anticipation of a game, uh, of any you know any horror type situation, is uh, is the worst part. It's not uh, when the jump finally comes out. It's that oh crap, oh crap, I know it's coming, I know it's coming. Oh no, oh there it is. Okay, yeah, I'm just done. the anticipation of that happening. I mean, one of the scariest games that I still remember playing uh, that I can think of is Eternal Darkness. Mm, Eternal crazy. Darkness. I mean, because that game took it into another level, right? That game messed with your TV. It would yep. change the channels. It would turn your volume down. It would turn your volume up. <laughs> it would switch your controllers. It would change what you were looking at. I mean, that was, I mean, as far as psychological goes, that game played with your psyche the entire time because it would do anything to, I mean, it wasn't just the game itself. I mean, it would literally change your TV's source, you know, output. Where you're looking at video one, right, on an old box TV, because this is, you know, Eternal Diamonds is back on the GameCube. You're looking at video one, it would change it to video two, which would be nothing but static. And then it would switch it back, you know, after you've gone through a certain section or whatever. Or it would turn the volume up or turn the volume down or turn, you know, turn subtitles on or turn off or mute it here or mute it there. Or it would switch controllers or whatever. I mean, it would do all that stuff. And that really, I mean, for me, just that's one of my favorite, if my, if not my all-time favorite, uh, psychological type of horror games is Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. Which, and yet he says he's not a masochist. 
Well, no, what that means is that is that now, um, you know, I just want to let everybody know, thanks for coming to the podcast. I'm going to leave and find every GameCube and burn it to the ground because I am never going to have the opportunity to play that game because I never want to. Ah, that game was awesome. I'll it's, buy uh, it eventually. It's still expensive. It's an expensive game to buy. I think Game yeah. World has it for like, what, 50 bucks or something like that, which is uh, more than yeah. I want to spend for it. So, but, you know, I'll eventually buy it at some point and just so I could play it again. Cause I, that's, that's one game that I wish would come back. I don't think it ever will. Cause I think the developers are long gone. Um, you know, in the, in the pub, I don't know about the publisher, but uh, especially the developers long gone and, uh, Silicon Knights is who made it originally, which also made, uh, the, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 port to GameCube. They were the ones that made that too. No, Twin Snakes. Yeah, Twin Snakes. So I think Silicon Knights is definitely gone. So, you know, if it does come back out again, it'll be re-released by some other developer. But I just don't see that game coming out again, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know, man. Every time you turn around, they're making another remaster, another remake. So... I would love for them to make a remake or a remaster of this game. Uh, even just putting it out as it was, you know, and having everything that it did, you know, with the changing of inputs and volume and stuff like that that it did, the manipulation that it had, you know, which I'm sure that had to do something with probably your memory card and things like that uh, back in the day. But, you know, they have a hard drives or SSDs or whatever next gen. That they could do that type of stuff with. And that type of horror, they don't really do anymore. You know, you don't see games that do that stuff. Even Metal Gear Solid, what? Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear Solid? It was Metal Gear Solid, right? Yeah, you, were you talking about Psychomantis? Yeah, Psychomantis, where it had, you yeah. had to put in the PlayStation 2 controller, and he messed around with your inputs and stuff like that. I mean, imagine, you know, the Psychomantis fight, but for Eternal Darkness, it was the entire game, right? right. Uh, and he would change your inputs and he would uh, control your volumes and you had to turn it, you know, plug in a second controller or whatever to play or whatever, you know, whatever happened in the Psychomantis fight. But he would do stuff like that. And Eternal Darkness was that premise, but the entire game of Eternal Darkness. And uh, so, yeah, I, w- I would love to see games like that or, or games, horror games that that take advantage of, of stuff like that nowadays. So so I like to see, you know, like I said, I, I've looked at horror games over the years and be like, I really want to play these things, but I just don't, I don't have the, um, I don't have the heart to play them, I should say. One of the ones that always, always kind of looked interesting to me was Soma. Did either of you guys play Soma? Mm, I want to say I did, but I can't say for sure. I, I kind of remember it being one of those no. games where you were underwater in like an underwater abandoned base or something like that. No, yeah, it was made by the people that made Amnesia, um, The Dark Scent, and uh, no, I never played Soma. I, I think I have it on the Epic Game Store. I think it was free at one time, um, but I've never played Yeah, I do have Soma, uh, but I haven't played it. They just, they, just need, they just need to make more horror games that are multiplayer, because then I'll play them, but I get <laughs> I get too freaked out when I'm by myself. I don't know why. I don't know why I do, but it is just, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, you know, it, that's, I don't know. 
I don't know a better way to say it, but it, you know, it's it's your they just freak me out too much, you know. Even even like playing some of the like the survival games like the forest that game is creepy as all get out i remember playing that by myself and then i'm like nope i bought it and i didn't play it again until me and nick tried to play it together <laughs> yeah that game is creepy you guys remember the uh the seventh guest or the 11th hour back on the old pc from back in like no. 1993 1995 those were like puzzle games but they were horror games um the seventh guest and 11th hour yeah, uh, they were oh, like I did. uh, I just I didn't play that. Yeah. yeah, those didn't seem that scary to me. Yeah, I mean, they were scary at the time. You know, we didn't have games like we do nowadays that are a lot more scarier. But you know, or Alone in the Dark. You know, Alone in the Dark was survival horror. You know, and I mean, I don't find Alone in the Dark that scary as as much as some of the other ones, though. Right, and and some of them were just you know, and I I will tell you that I played some horror games that were just more hilarity than horror like do you guys ever remember playing a game called phantasmagoria yeah like i'm talking oh, about 1995 the, like click adventure horror game that was hilarious to me that game was not scary at all it was funny as i'll get out <laughs> i i i can't remember i think that game was actually supposed to be spoofish but i don't remember yeah but it was like a it was back in the time when video games were coming out and trying to be more realistic rather than video gameish and they were like actors and scenes and stuff like that i just remember playing it laughing the entire time i'm playing it going what is this you know but so sometimes games end up being more i don't know what's term, you know more funny than scary to me yeah right well they, they tend to be more horror themed right you know not i mean because horror has is a broad spectrum you know it's Sometimes horror can just be like blood and guts, you know, more than pop out and scare. Right. Um, like, you know, you got games like House of the Dead and stuff like that. They can, you know, they can be considered horror, but they're not scary. Right. And and yeah, and, I, and like I said, I played the Phantasmagoria. It's like a click and point and click game. But yeah, those games are, they don't bother me. It's just, I don't know. It's the scary games that bother me. And it's just something I can't play by myself. But when I play with friends, it's fine. Like, you know, we we play the one shooter that's like Dark Souls esque. I, I always forget the name of it for some reason. That Remnant. we play as a group, Remnant. Yeah, that's mm. kind of a horrorish game, but it's not really. It is, but it isn't. And I don't play that game by myself neither. <laughs> but I love it when we play that game as a group. That game oh, is hard a, by itself, I think. Yeah. I mean, you one of the games that's not a horror game that scared me when when I was a kid was Echo the Dolphin. You know, when you go down, hear me out now. Hear me everything. When you go down and <laughs> you get to the deep water part and you find the octopus, the octopus, especially on the Dreamcast version, the octopus scared me. You know, that was scary to find the octopus because he, you know, unless you go by him slowly, he whips you with his. His uh, tentacle and yeah, that was just especially on the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was all 3D instead of 2D, like the old Echo the Dolphin. And you know, you see that big tentacle just whip you, and yeah, it, that was scary. That was a scary part, and especially being you know, I think also being deep in the ocean, you know, just we have getting down that. further in the ocean where it gets dark and you can't see anything. Right, because there's also that wind thing when they have like the I don't even know what they called it, like vortex queen or whatever. 
right. you know, the little thing that just looks like an alien that's watching you the whole time you're swimming around. That is kind of creepy when you're in the super deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Banjo-Kazooie, oh, my God, that bird. Oh, so scary. <laughs> no, no, not Banjo, but Echo <laughs> was scary. There were certain parts of Echo the Dolphin that were scary, especially when you get deep down the deep. Dark ocean. Apparently, dark, you didn't play it. You didn't play it enough. When you get down to the deep dark ocean, that's when they get scary. Yeah, I think it's called the Vortex Queen or something. You know, let me. Google. Yeah, it sounds about right. But yeah, if you Google like the Echo the Dolphin Vortex Queen, yeah, look at that thing. And when it's watching you, you're just like, it looks like the alien mouth is just gonna open up and eat you. <laughs> you know, it looks like the alien queen. Or even the octopus. You know, yeah, like, the octopus, look at the Dreamcast, yeah. especially the Dreamcast version. Look at the octopus portion where you have this 3D animated octopus, a giant octopus, right? right? It's not like a little one. It's giant. And it's right there in front of you. And you're deep in the ocean and you're like, I got to get past this thing. And it's freaky. Yeah, like I said, there, the, the it's just, I don't know, it's my anxiety that I can't get over it. And it seems to... I don't know. It's the whole, like I said, to me, it's like the Halloween haunted houses things. I can play, I can do it with friends, but when I'm by myself, I'm like, nope, I don't feel like I want to be scared tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I can, I can do it in a group because I guess all I got to do is outrun my other three friends, right? <laughs> That's right. Like a bear in the woods. I can have more kids. <laughs> so, so I could definitely I, I understand some horror games. And like I said, they there's tons of horror games that interest me. I want to play Setsuna. It looks amazing. I've watched Russ play some of those and I'm like, it's looks great. I want to play it. But I cannot get past the simulated psychosis because I hear voices in the back of my head while I'm playing it with my headset and I'm like, ah no. No. I've and to me I just can't a play a game. game. Yeah, and I can't play the game I can't play games without sound. So to me I'm like I, I can't play it without sound, which would make it less of an issue for me, but I need the sound. Well, then play without the headset. But that game is, I mean, the combat's fantastic. I, I'm really excited for the new one uh, when it releases for the Series X. Uh, but the, the game is just so, so good. It's just everything about it. And the creepiness, yeah, you want the headphones. You want that sound, really. I mean, that is the game. It's about mental health. Of this this girl who's just losing her crap. <laughs> it's so right. good. So, so talking about like scary or games that are meant to scare. Did you guys play that PT that playable teaser that was Love like my Kojima? PT. Yep. Like yep. I guess it turned out to be like a, a Kojima thing, but it was like revealed to be like Silent Hills or whatever. So yeah, you guys played uh, that. It's like the same scene over and over and over. Like yeah, I have it still downloaded on my PlayStation because I won't remove yep. it because Dang. it's because they're never going to finish that game. And well, it's, no, it, it's yeah, it's not supposed to be a finish. It was like a it was a it's it was never, a playable it the, trailer yeah, is what right. PT stood for. Right, playable. They teaser. were supposed to be Kojima, the dude from Walking Dead. Uh, I believe Guillermo del Toro was in on it as yes. well. They were, you know, they were going to bring back Silent Hill. Right. And if that tr that playable teaser was any indication of what Kojima was doing, holy crap. Right. I mean, just... So, ugh, so yeah, what it. ended up happening was there was supposed to be a dispute between Konami and Kojima. And so yeah. Konami owns it, so they're basically not going to let this happen because now Kojima has his own game studio, Kojima Productions. So yeah. that well, will never before, happen. Yeah, before Metal Gear Solid Five even released... Uh, 
Konami was like yanking his name off of everything. Well, and, like, nope. And, nope, and, you screw know, you. And there's so much stuff that I want to play, but you know, I will tell you that um, the last Kojima, the Death Stranding, that gave me anxiety. When you're running through the PTs, you know, in yeah. that game, I'm like, I cannot deal with this. There's one over there. There's one over there. I can't see them unless I get too close, and then it's too late, and they kill me. And I'm carrying oh, yeah. a freaking, I'm a human forklift or a human truck, you know. I'm like, I, that game, I didn't finish it. I wanted to. I made it to the second area, and I played quite a bit of the second area to build the roads above all the, all the bad stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I got all the roads built. I'm gonna run and go to the next area. And I just kind of, I kind of lost interest in it. But it was got to the point to where a lot of the scenes were just too creepy for me where I would just it, not it, creepy to where it just gave me too much anxiety where I'd go into like a, uh, I think they called them PTs or BTs. I think BTs, that was it. And you would go into the area and it would just be so flooded with them and it's raining and it's thundering and it's getting dark. And you're just like, no, I don't want to be scared. <laughs> so there's, yeah. there's one thing about building anxiety. There's one thing about building fear and the games that try to build upon fear, are the ones that I don't enjoy. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And, and, you know, that game was, yeah, going through the BTs was, was scary. I did finish that game and that game was okay. But yeah, going through those areas where, you know, you, you did have anxiety because it's like you couldn't hardly see them, you know, you could may, maybe make an outline of them, maybe. Um, and you have to use a lot of your resources to kind of figure out where the BTs were and, and you would see those invisible invisible uh, footprints coming through the mud and stuff that would come towards you. And, you know, that was a scary part. But, yeah, so that game was intense. You know, another game that I think about multiplayer-wise that I think we all played, I don't know about Rust, but I know we, we three played, uh, Hunt. That game. Hunt, yeah. Yeah, that's that a game game that game gets yep. and Me and Pat played that a few nights. Uh, oh, did we? Yeah, okay, yep. yeah, we did yeah, yeah that was three. stressful as crap. Yeah, usually when one of us can't play, we'll play Hunt. And yeah, Hunt is one of those games that I won't play by myself because it is creepy. <laughs> you know, especially like one of the easiest bad guys in that game, which is the spider, the big giant spider. He's one of the easiest uh, enemies in that game. He's still kind of creepy when you go into the house or the barn or wherever he's at, and he's like running around the ceiling, and you're just like, oh my god, kill me now. Well, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's a giant spider, just like crawling through, and he's moving like a spider, crawling yeah. through the ceiling and stuff. Yeah, and taking swipes at you and skittering away, and then you're just like, you're like, you guys better give me a wide berth because I'm gonna be shooting the shotgun like there's nobody else in the room. You know, so yeah, I don't know. I, that's like I said, it's mostly it is me, and because I, I don't get that sense from you guys. You guys play a lot of Star War games, scary games, because. I really want to play some of this stuff. I want to play Alan Wake, but you know, I can't, <laughs> can't bring myself to do it, even though I want to, because I don't know. I don't know how to explain the feeling, but the feeling that the games give me like Alan Wake, when I started up and I get into a scene that's very tense, I, I feel like uh, the only way I can say this is I feel like I have to pee constantly. That's the way they make me feel like I'm sitting there playing it going, I got to pee, but I'm, I'm holding it so I can get through this scene in a movie. You know, I feel like I drank the, the biggest soda they have in a movie theater and I'm trying to wait until the movie's over so I don't miss anything. And, I, and I've had to pee since an hour into the movie and now we're at hour, we're at two hours and 45 minutes with another 30 minutes left. And I gotta go, I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I can't miss this. And that's how that makes me feel the whole time I'm playing that game. It's like, I stop and go pee and I come back and sit down and play and I feel like I gotta pee again. All <laughs> so right. so what, 
so what we've learned today, boys and girls, is Nick has a, a, a phobia of SeaWorld, and uh, Patrick's got a weak bladder. Uh, good Lord. When playing video games, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask this. Oh, crap. What, uh, out of all the horror games that you've played, or maybe even if you want to expand that, um, of all the horror games that you've seen or played, what's the one your most horrific horror game out of all of them for you? And uh, GI we'll... Joe. <laughs> no, that's not a horror game, but it is pretty horrific. Um, okay, Shane, since you're the one chiming up, we'll go to you first. What's your most favorite? horror game or more well, horrific horror game well you know i'm gonna have to honestly the one that uh, when it comes to a horror game the one that always comes to my mind is resident evil one the original with the fmvs uh, the doberman jumping through the window was you know i mean that was my i think that was my og jump scare <laughs> you know when i think about those things uh but i think if I could ask for one of those horror games that I enjoy the most to be remade, I'd probably go Parasite Eve. Uh, because it was just such a creepy game and a good game, and it was very macabre. Uh, uh, yeah, i definitely go Parasite Eve. Or one nobody brought up, Dino Crisis. <laughs> I was going to say, Dino Crisis? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I love Dino Crisis. Uh, uh, no, I would I... say... Parasite Eve is probably uh, the one horror game that I want so bad to have a, a a remake of. Not a remaster, you cheap punks. A remake, a real remake. Oh yeah, I would love for Square Enix to revitalize the Square the uh, Parasite Eve uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, they they made Parasite Eve third birthday on the Vita. I think it was the Vita or the PSP. I can't remember which. And you know. At the time, they put that out as like, oh, this is, it, you know, to see if we want to, if people really want a new Parasite Eve. And I was like, well, then, okay, first of all, if it was just an action game, I have it yeah. on my uh, PS Vita. And it, it's just an action game. There's no, none of the RPG elements from the Parasite Eve game or anything like that came into it. It was just clearly action, nothing else. Yeah. And it wasn't Parasite Eve. It had the main protagonist. But other than that, that's about it. It's like, when, of course, people don't want that. That's not what people want. And, mm-hmm. and plus, you put it on on a system that not a lot of people have. You know, people like the Vita, yes, but or even the PSP, people liked it. The people that had that, but I took that thing people. back like a day after I bought it. I was like, "Are you kidding me? What a piece of crap!" The only thing they had, you know, I played Spider-Man on it for about an hour, and then I played uh, Hot Shots Golf. So that's for another time. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, it was you know it was a system that they shouldn't have brought Parasite Eve out on. They should have brought it out on the PlayStation Two or Three at the time, or something like that, and made it a full-fledged Parasite Eve game. So I, I yeah, I agree with you. I hope Parasite Eve comes back. Uh, that's a franchise that Square Enix needs to revisit. Yeah. Yeah, um, D would be another one I would like to see brought back. I think that was an underrated one. Um, mm-hmm. D and D2 were both fantastic. All right, 
Pat, what's your game you want brought back? <laughs> uh, happy fun time, Basement Virgins game. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have a favorite horror movie because I don't a horror horror game because I don't, I don't partake in them. I mean, <laughs> I will say that you know if you want to lump games in there like that, I would do Left for Dead because it's a scary game for multiplayer, and that's what I like is those type of games. I would love for them to do a new Left for Dead. You know that we yeah. can play together for friends, and that's about that's about the extent. I like the games like that that are multiplayer in that sense, and that's about what you're gonna get for a horror game out of me. Uh, I really wish we could have all played GTFO together, but you know somebody's computers uh, uh can't hang, so. <laughs> so it can hang. It's dead right now. <laughs> it hung itself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I I don't like horror games, so I I don't. Uh, I don't I don't partake in them usually. Like I said, I really want to play Let's like Setsuna and Alan Wake, but I can't bring myself to do it. One day maybe I'll be able to play Alan Wake or Evil Within or whatever. The games I really like and or or even Resident Evil Seven, the biohazard one. I really want to play it. I just can't bring myself to it. So I don't have a favorite. <laughs> so I'm copping out on this one. Russ, you're <laughs> up. You have to take the bat for this one. I mean, you know, I have not played many games before, but as everybody's talking and I'm listening and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, that first Resident Evil was, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I probably farted a few times and had to check myself. I mean, I was like, there was a couple of times those zombie dogs jumping out, the, you know, the slow moving, like if I don't kill this guy, I'm going to die, you know, bosses, boss fights or mini boss fights that you had. That was really good. Honestly, there's nothing I want to bring back, but I was, and then we were talking, I was like, you know what would be awesome is to make a game, and I want all the credit if any developer hears this. My name is Russell Rowe. I live at yada, yada, yada. We'll, we'll work out the details. But would it be awesome to have a game that functions with your smart home and with your Bluetooth devices and stuff like that, like you're sitting there playing. I like, will kill you. I will kill you. I mean, I would seriously, I would play that game. Like all of a sudden, you know, your your Alexa show or something like that goes. The temperature in this room right now. I mean, like it just like that would be insane. The lights flicker or something. You know, the, the lights going on in the other room. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, that would the be. The air insane. conditioner kicks down to forty degrees and it's yeah. cold in there. No. I will kill somebody. <laughs> that would be that. I mean, I'm sure the technology will be there someday, and and it'll come to to fruition. I just can feel it. But um, that would be really cool to see. But no, Resident Evil. Um, that that I guess what I should say is that I would love to have some game that gives me the feel that Resident Evil and Silent Hill did the the very first time I played those games. So sooner or, or that one there, that that there. Um, I, I, I did, I do love that game. I love her voices. I love that stuff going on in the background. I mean, it is kind of a, a, a an anxiety filled thing, a dying light, that anxiety of like, you know, Patrick's like, it's about to get dark. It's about to get dark. I'm like, dude, we have a little, we have a few minutes. Dude, we have a few minutes. No, it's getting dark. We're going to go. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like dark. And I'm like, I know I kind of pushed it a little bit too far. And like, we're running over the, 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 the tops of the houses. And it's like, you know, the guys are like right at your feet. And I, I don't know, on occasion, I don't mind those, but, but, you know, and I get kind of long winded with this, but, you know, 
it's it's not something I go to, but whenever there's a really good one, uh, I can stay with it for sure. So that that I would say long uh, the the short answer to the long answer there would be you know Resident Evil, the feel of what Resident Evil and what Silent Hill was first is what I would really love to see. Nick, what about you? Yeah, I agree with uh, Resident Evil and Silent Hill and Dino Crisis and Parasite Eve, all those. I would love to see, you know, reimaginings, remakes, or just, you know, uh, brand new games from those that really encapsulate, uh, really bring out the original vision of those games. One of the ones that I would love to see them redo or, or remake or break a new one is Condemned. Uh, Condemned yep. was, I mean, that was a scary game. And it wasn't. You know, in that game, there wasn't any psychological horror, really. You know, it was real people. But they would pop out and come at you out of nowhere. And, and there was kind of some uh, supernatural stuff going on. But it was very, you know, it was not, it wasn't what you thought. You know, it was like the killer uh, or the psychopath that you were trying to track down was supernatural in his way right he wasn't supernatural but he did a lot of or she did a lot of uh supernatural things like having uh mannequins sit out in weird patterns and things like that and, and just it was more psychological in that sense right you know it made you think of of a uh, really psych you know really just crazy person um being the killer you know or being the person that you're pursuing and so there were no, from our, from what I remember, there really wasn't any ghosts or anything like that or phantoms or anything like that. It was just real people they were fighting, but they would come out of nowhere and they would, they were like all jacked up on drugs or whatever, you know, and so they would just jump out of nowhere and they would jump scare you and things like that. But it was real people. And, uh, you know, you, you uh, in the same sense, you were trying to track down some sort of um, serial killer who was throwing out some weird, you know, uh, information for you to track down, you know, mannequins in weird spots or really just messed up stuff. And, you know, that's how you kind of came about finding out who the serial killer was. So, you know, and stuff would happen in that game where the lights would go out and stuff, but it was all physical, right? It wasn't psychological. It wasn't like, you know, ghost or anything like that. It was just the, the people that were on drugs or on some sort of psychosis or something like that. And that would uh, be crazy and come at you and stuff. So, you know, it was, it was more of that type of thing. So I would love to see monsters. Right. Yeah, exactly. I would love to see another condemned or a condemned three or just a, a remake of the first condemned or something just, you know, that franchise, I think, you know, they only had two games, and I think that franchise ended too early. I think they could have made some more condemned games that were uh, really cool, because that, that game is really cool, and, and it's still a fun game to this day, and it's still really cool. I don't think I've seen, especially condemned, I don't think I've seen a game that's really remade that type of game before. You know, well, it condemned, w- they made a condemned, too, and I think that's what killed it, because... Right. The second one, it was missing. It was just it was missing, missing what, what that first, first one had. Right. Yeah. But 
but it was still it was missing what the first one had, but it was still that type of you know, I think they went down the route that a lot of these games go, which is more action. And I think that's where they falter, right? Silent yeah, Hill did the same thing. Uh, Resident Evil did the same thing. A lot of these games go more down the action route because action sells more than horror or psychological horror. But, you know, for those of us that like that type of game, that's what we're, you know, that's what we're wanting. That's what, the people that originally bought Condemned or Resident Evil 1 or Silent Hill 1, that's the kind of gameplay that we enjoy. And they go in this route where they become more action-oriented just so they can get those people that are more action, that buy those action-oriented uh, games. They try to pull them into this uh, environment. And what they end up doing is they end up making the game more action-oriented than uh, psychological or horror, which is what brought in the people initially. You know, they take a niche-type game and turn it in mainstream and when they turn it mainstream that's where it falters yeah i would definitely uh i definitely agree with that you know i mean when resident evil 5 came out uh, it wasn't a bad game at all but it was definitely not resident evil 4 led to that 4 led a little bit towards that actiony area that it went through for 5 and 6 but that's not what people wanted. I mean, that's what really hurt seven or a six. I mean, that whole damn, you know, just run around and shooting. That's all it was. Right. For at least four, you know, was able to keep some of that uh, that horror element. Right. They lose the horror aspect with, you know, especially. I mean, even four had somewhat horror, and then five was pretty pretty much none, and six was definitely none. And then they brought it back with seven, and that's why seven prevailed, right? I mean, that's why seven's, you know, for most people, one of their favorite Resident Evils. You know, who, who for those who didn't play the originals, that's one of their favorite ones. And it's understandable because they brought back that horror element to seven. Now, seven wasn't that scary, but it was scarier than the last few. You know, and that first person perspective that they brought to seven really brought out what the game or what Resident Evil should and, 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 and continuing on should be, you know, they should, you know, it's not an action game. It's a, it's a horror game. And if you, you know, she should stick to that element. Uh, don't sway from that because if you want to make an action game, then, you know, there's plenty of Resident Evil spinoffs that are action games. Remember the whole, uh, on rail shooter, uh, Resident Evil games, uh, outbreak or yeah. Oh no, not outbreak. Uh, um, I can't remember. Crap. It's the one for the Wii. Well, they had one on... Yeah, they had one on PS2, I believe, too. And uh, they had one for the Wii as well. Uh, but they had a the couple... Survivor of one or whatever. Yeah, yeah Survivor. Survivor. And they had uh, ones for the Wii were like Outbreak 1, Outbreak 2, or something mm-hmm. 1 and 2, or uh, Archive. Archive 1 and 2, which was uh, original Resident Evil games, I think 1 and 2 or something like that, that were transition to do first person shoot or uh, on rail shooter games right and so if you're going to transition a game to that that's fine if you're going to transition a game if you're going to make a spin-off where it's an action game that's fine but if you're going to make your mainline series into an action game that's where you're going to lose a lot of those uh people who love the franchise right 
Well, and you guys were talking about the condemned, you know. I remember the the developer of that basically, you know what the developer said killed that, right? The developer said multiplayer killed it. I don't think did it have multiplayer? Yes, condemned two had multiplayer. And that was one of the reasons that they basically said they would never be a three is because the game sold way less than they expected it to, and they attributed it to they were told the direction they needed to go was that everything had to have multiplayer, so they needed to add multiplayer and they wasted staff on the multiplayer that was not very well received. Yeah, a game like that, you know, a game like Condemned doesn't need multiplayer. You know, that's the thing I hate about games, some of the games nowadays, is where they try to tack on the multiplayer. Some games don't need it, right? Some games are fine with a single-player experience, and they don't need a multiplayer. You know, think of Evil Within, Evil Within 2. I don't think either one of them have a multiplayer uh, aspect to it. And but like uh, Tomb Raider, uh, the Tomb Raider reboot, when it came out, it had a multiplayer uh, aspect to it. So did uh, Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted was fine. The Tomb Raider one could have been fine, but they didn't take it far enough. Uh, well, uh, but those are the games. Need that, multiplayer. No, it don't. I remember Microsoft was really pushy about that because they were the definitive uh, multiplayer system, especially when the 360 released. So I, I understand it to a point, but they needed they they yeah, and they're doing it now. That was a whole different you know showrunner there, but they don't need to do they you know we've said it a thousand times, all of us have. Let the game developers do what the game developers do best. I mean that's as simple as as it can get. Forcing them to put crap like that in is not not right. 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 When you think of Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 remakes, they don't have multiplayer. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're fantastic games. When you think yeah, of Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6, and, and they had that multiplayer Mercenaries mode. The Mercenaries was fine, but did it need it? No, it didn't. I think you know? 5 was it a great... It. 5 was a great game to play with your friend. Yeah. It wasn't Resident Evil. But it, but it didn't need the game. it didn't need the it didn't need the multi, the mercenary mode. No, right? That mercenary not. mode, the, the multiplayer mode that they tried to tack on to Resident Evil, didn't need to be there. The, right. Resident Evil is a game. It's the same way with Silent Hill. Like if they remade the Silent Hill or made a new Silent Hill game, I hope they don't add multiplayer. It doesn't need it. Uh, it's the type of game that uh, doesn't need that aspect. And there's a lot of horror games that are good on their own. They don't need a multiplayer. Oh, I agree. So, right. essentially, but if they're going to do uh, in, in a Resident Evil type scenario, so Resident Evil 2, you have two playthroughs. You have Chris, and then, I'm sorry, uh, you have, oh, God, Resident Evil 2. Leon. You have and Leon and Claire. Now, you do two playthroughs. Now, I could see a cooperative playthrough with that where you're each going through at the same time. But I say, you know, they tweak it to where, you know, you can't use party chat. You can only run into each other periodically. I think something like that would be cool. But it's something you don't need for a game like that either. But something like I described wouldn't take away from what that type of game is. So... One of the games that you guys didn't really talk about on the horror genre was Outlast. Did you guys play that one or the second one? 
Oh, I, I didn't really care for it. Because they're um, like Outlast and Outlast Two are like some of the more highly rated horror games out there. Like Steam gave it a ten out of ten, and mm-hmm. Outlast Two got a nine out of ten. Yeah, they got really good reviews, but I honestly I did not care for it. I don't like a game that that is nothing but except for Alien Isolation. I give that credit. That is nothing but survive. Uh, I mean, no defenses. You know, it doesn't work for me. I want to be able to defend myself. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I didn't play Outlast. I have Outlast one, and I think I have two as well. And I didn't play through those either. And that's mainly for the same fact. I, I don't like, not that I wouldn't play it, but I don't like horror games where you have no defensive skills. You're just going through. It's like going through a haunted house, right? You're not, you can't interact with the, you know, you can't interact with the people, right? You just go through there and you, and, and that's it. And those games are kind of like that. You just go through. Right, you're not interacting with the people. You're not being able to uh, attack or fight back, you know. And I think yeah. one of the things I like about Silent Hill is, you know, Silent Hill, you know, there's occasions where you might have a gun, but the, the thing that you're fighting back with on most of the time is like a, a a two by four, right, or lead pipe or something like that, something that normal people would pick up and grab in a situation in that in, in that sense where they don't have a pistol on them, right. Yeah. Uh, where they would just grab whatever's around them and and fight back, and that's what I love about Silent Hill and those aspect is the fighting is not, you know, it's not the centralized portion of the game, it's just an aspect of it. Whereas Outlast is, you're not fighting back in any sort of sense, you're just going through the maze. Outlast, Outlast seems like yeah, it's like playing the Friday the Thirteenth game, the movie, the movie, yeah. the game where you're just your right. job is to survive and get out the other side. You want to be one of the surviving campers, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. More like real life. That would happen. You know, I mean, I'm sure the game's scary, but to me, that just doesn't sound fun. I, I you know, I, like I said, this is like going through a haunted house. You know, you, you know, you can't fight back against the people trying to scare you. You're just kind of going through and getting scared and going, oh, okay, and just moving on to the next thing. You know, and and waiting for the pop-ups and stuff like that, and and, and you know, and yeah, that's just that's one game that I'm sure is scary, but for me personally, has never uh, piqued my interest as far as wanting to play it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of scary games out there that we probably need to play, especially Patrick. I would like Shut to. Your mouth. I'd like to. <laughs> I would like to uh, see some old ones come back, but I definitely want to see the genre continue. You don't get as you don't get them like you used to. You really don't. Well, if they're gonna make more scary games, let's just make sure that they're four player co op, so that I can put two of you in front and one in the back, and I'll be in the middle. I'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think I definitely want to uh, finish Resident Evil Seven now that we talked about. It. I need to finish Resident Evil Three as well. I mean, I, I want to play them, but like I said, I, it scared me a little too much. It gave me too much anxiety. Maybe I just need to play it on like a bright sunny day with the windows open, the lights on, you know, just so I can play it so that basement doesn't seem so scary. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 2 and 3 are not are not scary. Um, I haven't beaten 3 yet just because I haven't, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, um, they're not. I, just they're not, I, I don't they're, think it's scary. 
I played the Resident Evil 2 remake, and I didn't think it was scary. But you 7 is kind of creepy. And 7 is it, 7's creepy, but it's not scary. Like, there were ses- uh, sections in, in 7 where I thought I was going to pop, you know, someone's going to pop out or something's going to happen. And none of that ever happened, right? I mean, I beat 7. 7 was a great game. And once I finished it, I was like, wow, that game wasn't scary at all. There wasn't really anything that really scared me in it. Um, not like the original, right? You know, when we talked about it originally at the beginning of this, you know, I think Russ talked about like, you know, the dogs jumping through the windows and the bird, you know, the crows popping through the windows and stuff like that. And that was scary back then, you know, cause it was unexpected. You go down the hallway because, you know, it wasn't the hallway that the dogs first appeared in one. You wouldn't go down the hallway the first time the dog crashed through the window. You've gone down this hallway. It was like the third or fourth time that you would go down this hallway because it was a hallway that would connect to another area of the game, of the map, that you had to go through. And by the third or fourth time that you would go through this hallway, thinking, ah, nothing happens, then a dog would crash through the window, which was unexpected, right? And so that would freak you out and go, oh, crap, you know, you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, so, you know, Resident Evil 7 doesn't have those moments. You know, it doesn't have those moments. So it's more uh, psychological horror, right? You think something is going to happen, but really nothing. You spend your entire time running away from membranes. Right, I mean, nothing really happens. It's a great game. It's a great story. It's fun. I would recommend playing it. For anybody who likes Resident Evil, it's it's probably, you know, it's definitely up there as one of the best Resident Evil games. Um, but as far as scary, once you complete it, you're like, ah, that wasn't really that scary. <laughs> so what you're saying yeah. is that's probably one that I could play then. <laughs> but oh, I've yeah. got to get over my fear of going in the basement. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, once you yeah, get in the basement, you'll go through it the and you'll basement, go, oh, that wasn't bad at all. Because yeah, the, the enemies like don't pop out at you, right? It's like they you know they're around the corner. You go turn a corner and there's one there. And you're like, oh, here's one. And you kill him and you go on and it's like, oh, this is going to be a... Nope, there he is over there. You know, <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's like, they don't... There's never a portion where it just jumps out at you. You know, you think it's going to happen, right? You have that psychological feeling that, oh, something's going to come out and get me. But it never happens in Seven. Well, my biggest problem with Resident Evil is I don't like it going to first person. Don't like it at all. I like I the third person view. The best thing, the best decision they've ever made. That's you shut to. your dirty mouth. I love the third person aspect, but the first person just makes it more. Uh, it, it's just, it's just better. I think that was the best decision they made, and I hope they, I hope every Resident Evil from this point, from seven on, continues that first person perspective. Well, I yep. think we've got about everything we can out of Resident Evil and all the horror genre. Anybody got anything you want to add? I got nothing to add, except for I'm hanging on to somebody's shirt tails as we're going through the haunted house. <laughs> uh, what yeah. about you, Russ? No, nothing, nothing for me. I mean, I, I appreciate listening to you guys because I don't play as many of these games either. I've got a little experience with one or two of them, but... You know, it's it's enjoyable to hear you guys talk about it because, uh, especially for Nick and and Shane, they have such admiration for that kind of genre. And of course, it's fun to you know poke fun, poke the bear every once in a while as well. But uh, overall, it's you know some of these games I've actually wrote down. I'm like, 
you know, I don't think I've ever played that, so I might look for a PC version of it or something like that to to get on sale or something. But definitely, uh, definitely going to continue to try what you guys recommend on those things, and and you know, appreciate you know you guys sharing. Well, I definitely recommend go old school, find you some old PlayStation, you know, Nintendo Dreamcast classics, start there, and then work your way up to the big boy level. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about them all. You know, one game that I will reiterate that every person who wants to be scared should play is Fear, the original Fear. It's a first-person shooter. It's got slow-mo mechanics, so you slow down time and shoot people. It's great gunplay. So, I mean, it's got, you know, it's fantastic gunplay, fantastic guns, a fantastic first-person shooter. But <laughs> it has psychological horror in it, and it is probably the best demonstration of a game that will freak you out. So, well, I enjoyed if, it, but... I, I'd love it. Fear. That's scary. Fear is one of my favorites. <laughs> and, you know, whenever I, whenever I post, you know, we have a, a poll going on, you know, and by the time this, pod, this cast is out, the poll will be over with. But whenever I post a poll or post anything as far as people's favorite horror or scary game, uh, fear is always on my list. I think Fear is a great game, first off, and a great horror game, secondly. It's one that I don't think enough people have played, and I think it's something that everyone should experience because I think it's a great game and should really definitely come back. They made a Fear 3 on the 360, which was more action. You know, they did the same thing all the other ones did. You know, they went more action and less psychological, less horror. So I would love to see Fear come back as its original roots as being a scary uh, game and less of a, a, an action, just a shooter like uh, fear three turned out to be. All right. Take those recommendations. All right. Well, I think that's it for everybody here. Appreciate listening. Talk to you later.